Welcome to the Sound Mind Podcast, where I invite interesting guests from the music field and discuss with them topics such as musical and personal growth, pursuing excellence and self-talk, body and mind maintenance, practice and work routines, music business and more. I'm your host, Mikhail Krustel, and welcome to the Sound Mind Podcast. Hello, dear listeners and viewers. Uh, today with me, a brilliant musician, brilliant guitar player, Wojtek Justyna. And uh, I'm so delighted that he was up for this uh, conversation because it feels like um, I'm going to be talking to my uh, guitar guitar brother. Um, <laughs> as far as I know, we had a very similar musical upbringing i think we even started playing at the same age of 14 um and then it followed like going through uh, first the classical guitar situation and then off to big band situation and then from that the making your own band and that's exactly also the um the uh, how should i say yeah the timeline is as as it was happening in my case and then off to Holland we go and we study uh, music there. So, uh, hello, dear Wojtek, and uh, welcome to the Hey, Mikhail. Podcast. Thank you so much for uh, for having me on. Super cool, and I'm glad, you know, uh, we connected uh, many times before, and it's nice to see you doing this, and I'm uh, I'm super thrilled to have this time with you and talk about some uh, some stuff, you know, some sound mind stuff. I really like the the name of the podcast as well so um yeah looking forward to get into some stuff yeah thank you so much um so it's it's funny how how come like uh, your musical upbringing took you uh, oh by the way but you were also when were you in canada uh, in uh, where was that happening before doing the musical studies in poland or uh, how yeah that was before so I was born in 1980 for uh, whoever likes to count years. And I grew, I was born in Poland in Łódź and spent uh, the first seven years of my life there. Um, my family from my dad's side is actually quite uh, musical from the generation before. So the generation of my uh, grandfather, uh, they were all very musical and they all played violin and uh, they were like big on uh, more like the, on the folklore scene, and there's even like a cultural center in a small town named after my one of my great uncles, who was very, um, he was very, uh, he was busy with uh, promoting music and teaching music uh, in the rural areas. He played uh, trumpet and violin, and uh, but my parents uh, uh, didn't really take that uh, really on and uh, I wouldn't say that I come from a musical family and music came into my life uh, much later and for seven years I lived uh, the first seven years of my life I lived in Poland and then uh, for my dad's work uh, we moved to Canada for five years and there I started to go to school and all that type of stuff and that explains maybe a bit of my Americanized English, uh, because I, I just, yeah, I was just a kid and I, I picked up the language and had to go to school uh, and spent uh, five years uh, there, you know, and uh, English is quite uh, 
at some point was almost my first language, uh, you know, and Polish was a bit more difficult uh, for me to speak and write. So when we came back and uh, in the beginning of the 90s, 1992, uh, we moved uh, back to Poland and I started going to school in Poland and it was like a completely... I was into music in Canada, but it was like more pop stuff and hip hop and and these type of things. Uh, and in uh, Poland, just uh, yeah, that stuff was completely, um, you know, inaccessible at that point. Uh, still, uh, you know, there was no MTV. There were just like some some bootleg cassette tapes and stuff like that. So the music scene was completely different, and people were more into like rock and and the old, really the old stuff. You know, that was really the the musical culture that I kind of fell into with my friends and stuff like that and um i think in 1995 1994 1995 in the last grade of, of uh primary school i was really into led zeppelin and i learned and i heard uh, stairway to heaven are yeah this is like everybody you, you know like this man? is the story that's my story <laughs> yeah i tell this you know when i tell my story to everybody i was like a yeah, 90% of people it's, it's like that that's how they start to, to, to want to play guitar because of uh, they want to play stairway to heaven god but uh, before that you know i was kind of like i was a kid <laughs> and i was looking for some stuff to do you know and my parents were like oh uh, i think there was also like someone uh, was someone uh, coming to our school, like seeing who's musical and uh, seeing if, if maybe um, uh, there are some kids that are that are talented and might, might want to go to music school. And they were like, oh, well, you're musical. Would you like to maybe do something with uh, music? And I was like, well, maybe, you know, at first I thought a saxophone would be cool. But then it turned out, you know, you have to go to music school and they don't have saxophone, but they have clarinet. And then I'm like, clarinet, that's whack, you know, like that's, uh, <laughs> that's not cool. And um, I did not take the exams to music school that year and in that that time somehow i really got into uh led zeppelin and hearing rock music and through friends uh he hearing like uh blues and all this type of stuff and uh then i was like man i want to learn to play guitar you know i want to learn to play led zeppelin and have a band and tour uh, all around the world and that's actually how I, i always started to play guitar and then uh i couldn't go to music school uh immediately because it was like in the uh, in the middle of the year so i went to uh, i got kind of like private lessons through like this uh, like an organization for for amateur musicians let's say and uh, just to check it out how it would be to play guitar and uh, if i would like it you know just like everybody you know your parents want to, they don't want to buy no we're not going to buy you a guitar you're going to stop playing you know we're not going to pay for lessons or just go and see for a bit but probably you're not going to you're not going to do anything with it But I was like, man, I want to try this. I want to do it. And uh, I remember from the mo first moment that I held the guitar and just like played on the strings, I was just really hooked on it. Just the the feel. I just remember the feeling of the of the strings under the fingers, and you know uh, that you, you you pluck something and there's sound coming out. It was like yeah. it was just this whole world that I kind of could get lost in. And uh, yeah, I just started to really uh, take that stuff seriously from the first moment and uh, practicing and learning and like coming prepared to the lessons and stuff like that. And the teacher that I was studying with, um, he was a classical guitar player. So he started to teach me in a classical way, you know, like uh, holding your guitar like this and uh, the proper technique, playing with your fingers. 
And, uh, you know, I did not know anything about music back then. And I was like, whoa, but this is this is also cool. And I it was completely different than the the rock and blues stuff that I heard. You know, it had like I remember that in one of the lessons, he just sat in front of me and he just played some classical stuff. And I was like, what? How is this? There's, there's a bass. There's all this stuff going on. You know, there's the there's the rhythm. There's all these lines going through uh, each other. And I was like, whoa, this is cool. And uh, I just remember liking to figure the tunes out you know and of course i started to learning with uh, reading music and uh really like in a proper proper let's say professional professional way and i just remember the fact of of just figuring stuff out and learning the things you know and going to the next page of the guitar book was just uh, super fun for me so i did that for i guess it was half a year a few months and uh, um my teacher he was very uh, well, impressed by by my uh, by the progress that I made, and in this time I, I also learned to play uh, uh, "Stairway to Heaven" like that that first because I didn't even have an electric guitar. So I, I but the, but that first whole part I could play, you know, until uh, until those chords and stuff like that until it goes into the solo. So um, I was just hooked on it, and uh, I took exams to go to uh, music school. And uh, I passed and uh, off I went. And like we were talking before we started to record, the uh, schooling system in Poland is quite uh, quite strict. So it was really, I was going to music school after school, I think uh, probably four, maybe five times, uh, five times uh, a week, you know, like uh, on Monday there was uh, theory lessons, uh, music theory, music history, ear training. Then the other day uh, I had some piano lessons and uh, guitar lessons. Then there was on, I remember on Wednesday was a choir. And then uh, on Thursday, again, theory lessons and on Friday, guitar lessons. So it was like a serious, uh, serious thing. So I was done with my um, regular school. And after school at three o'clock, I started music school until eight, you know, and then uh, practicing my ass off until 10, uh, 11, 12, whatever. And uh, doing that all over again for, for many, that, many years. Was that like a music high school or? Um... Yeah, exactly. So the system in Poland was, uh, I mean, I was I was quite older uh, when I started. I was 14, 15 years old when I went to music school. So I went to, I kind of followed the whole system. So I was there with kids who are like eight years old, you know, uh, in the first grade. And I think, I, I don't remember, but I, maybe I skipped a grade as well. But it was, uh, I really went to like primary school. Uh, that actually goes uh, parallel to to normal school, and then uh, after graduating the the primary music school, I went on to secondary music school, uh, which is like a music high school. Okay, and then uh, yeah, really really getting uh, deep into uh, classical music, and I even did some guitar competitions, uh, and I got some uh, awards. I remember. Uh, on a few and I, I played uh, in a classical duo so that was really like my thing and I even got a bit snobby about the classical stuff and I was like no I'm, I'm playing classical man there's all this stuff going on and Jimi Hendrix is not cool anymore and it's like they only play the blues and it's like classical music is where it's at you know <laughs> silly kid <laughs> yeah. but well, then um, at at the same time I was uh, I, I did get like an electric guitar at some point because I was still uh into that and was trying to figure out things by myself but you even couldn't tell your guitar teacher that you have an electric guitar and that you're like listening to blues or stuff that that's you know that wasn't 
that was frowned upon uh, in in the music school. I don't know if you had the same experience that if like you try to step outside of uh, of the curriculum, it was really like uh, yeah, it was like it was forbidden almost, you know? Yeah, yeah. For for me, um, yeah, I basically started off with the uh, same like uh, Led Zeppelin. Uh, That's it, man. My first guitar was a classical guitar, but then first I had uh, I was just playing for three or four years, just um, rock, heavy metal music, then prog rock with Dream Theater, just okay. like, transcribing the shit out of that, just listening. <laughs> I remember like just transcribing, listening slow, you know, fast, whatever. Yeah, with the clicking, like you had to click the cassette tape, like note yeah. by note, you know. Luckily, I was out of the cassette tape phase, so I had really? I had one program. I don't know which one. Something I don't even remember which one, but there was like I don't even know if there was YouTube already big. I have no idea. Yeah, because you're quite, yeah, you're quite, you're, you're, how old are you? You're like 30 something, right? Or 30? 32. I just turned 30. 32. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's, so there's almost uh, 11 years difference uh, between us. Yeah. It's like, I was, you know, I was with a cassette, like, clack, 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 clack. You were in some crazy era. Man. Yeah. This was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quite privileged. old school. I was privileged. In, in yeah. In a, in a way. Yeah. And it's funny, but it's like, you know, that's the, the, the more difficult it is, the, the better you learn somehow yeah yeah but these tools are great you know but uh, yeah so uh cassette tape uh trying to also like you know i would i would i ripped out the door of the cassette tape and then put the finger on it you know like to slow it down wow and then we'll go, go so you try to like maybe get a third down or something or like really press it down so it goes an octave down so you could like catch the notes and then try to go up the tapes were ruined you know like the 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 cassette tape player was ruined. The buttons were like all loose from from like trying to transcribe stuff. Yeah, man. Holy moly! Yeah, but but I have to say, in in my uh, period, then no one. Uh, I mean, I was never criticized for the electrical uh, guitar. Uh, actually, because I came to music school because they kind of. Uh, I was first introduced to the big band of that music school and I played there. And then I also played classical guitar privately with uh, my first teacher. And then I came to study in like the middle music school. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I also okay, had yeah. experience with um, when I was preparing for the entrance theory exam to go to the middle school, you know, uh, it was also like kids that were four years younger uh yeah than me, and i was like wow <laughs> it felt funny <laughs> you know yeah yeah but it was uh it was cool i mean uh it really goes you know the music school really goes like a parallel with uh with the other schools you know so by the time i graduated music school secondary music school i was probably in my 20s early 20s I think I was 23 or 22 when I graduated and yeah I was I was you know graduating with with uh, with kids that are 18 you know some 18 19 years old so yeah. yeah totally the same experience and then yeah funny you say the big band thing that's actually how I got into into jazz music is through the school big bands and things you know I mean this was quite quite a while back so it was uh, middle of the 90s 
um towards the end of the 90s and then the jazz thing in schools was kind of being a bit more accepted but they then then they wanted to do it in a very um proper way in a scholastic way you know so there was a big band somebody came to be uh, to lead a big band and um just to have another activity except for for an orchestra you know and uh yeah, and be, because because I was playing electric guitar and uh, people knew about that, I got asked to do this uh, to do this big band thing, and that's how the, the I, I got into the the world of jazz. And I remember coming to the first rehearsal and they put this sheet down and there's like you know I could read read notes, but there were no notes, you know, like for the most part it was just chord signs and rhythms and stuff like that. And I didn't know what a what a C major seven chord was, what what's what what what's the G seven plus chord what is that I, I had no clue you know so i was uh really struggling with that but you know uh, I, I i asked my teacher about it and they explained to me the chords i got this uh long uh there was like the, these fold out uh, booklets that you could buy with the chords um uh, uh, uh grips you know and uh, yeah i just started to learn that and then i was already playing some blue stuff and could kind of improvise uh, with uh, with blues. I was a big uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan fan, and of course Led Zeppelin. Continuing to listen to that, and Jimi Hendrix as well, and then BB uh, King, Buddy Guy. These were the guys that I was really uh, into and listening to. So I could I could uh, get through a blues, but then you know you get these sheets and you have to play satin doll and something, and all of a sudden the the blues scale doesn't really work all over that uh, that stuff, you know? Uh, yeah. So trying to get into, you know, playing through the changes and understanding what uh, that works. And that kind of uh, really started for me at some point. And I really liked, um, yeah, just kind of this freedom and the sound of the chords. I was really always into the harmony. Also, when studying classical music, I always had kind of uh, the, 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 the tunes with more richer harmonies were, were the ones that I was, my ear was kind of... Uh, leaning towards and uh, i remember i was already so, just knowing a few kind of jazz chords whatever that <laughs> whatever that term means i was like writing my own tunes and and little little kind of like etudes and chord combinations and figuring that stuff out and uh yeah just, just exploring the world of jazz and then there was nobody really to teach you that stuff as well so i actually friends of mine were teaching me uh, i had a friend who was really he had great ears and uh he could play piano and saxophone and uh yeah he would explain yeah look you have this scale that goes with these chords and then you can play like this and like that and uh he was teaching me a bit and of course transcribing and then the jazz thing got a bit more uh open in the school so we started to get uh, a bit more uh, improvisation classes and stuff like that and i really yeah was getting more and more serious about uh that type of stuff you know mm -hmm. And at the same time, you know, still doing my classical music, and I was actually thinking of of studying classical uh, guitar and uh, going on to doing uh, the conservatory in, in my hometown. Uh, that was one one idea. But then I, I always had this thing to want to go abroad, you know, because when I lived in Canada, I was like, uh, you know, it's a completely different world. Also, back back in the day, it's like. Uh, uh, you know, there was when I left uh, Poland, like I, I remember going to my with my parents to the shop, to the shops, doing grocery shopping. And there was nothing, man. It was like nothing in the shops. I remember, 
there was no petrol you know you had to wait in line for two days for to get to tank your car and i remember like visiting my dad with sandwiches because he would like sleep in the car in the in the queue for the for the gasoline you know so it was a complete different time and when we moved to canada you know like it was whoa we're we're there everything was available color tv you know this type of stuff unthinkable in poland in that time wow. so i kind of had this uh this longing for well canada specifically but also just to just to go abroad and 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 uh, move away from poland you know so uh i was uh, going towards the end of my uh, classical studies and i sent in an application to go to mcgill college in canada and uh, got accepted for that for classical guitar but the costs were just like you know it was like 1800 per semester you know like uh on on just just un, unreachable uh, amounts of uh, money you know mm. but then i was like more and more getting into uh into the jazz thing and uh was like thinking it was actually absorbing me i found my interest in that and i remember there was like one one moment that really made the switch is my uh my guitar teacher we were uh, uh, preparing for some kind of uh uh, a competition or something and we we're working out the tunes and we kind of uh had uh had an uh a set idea how to how the performance should go how the tunes should go you know and i don't remember if i was having a a, a bad day and it didn't go so well you know and he's and he goes to me yeah you know you have to every time you have to play the piece the same way this like this is set and that's how you got to play it and i was like that's a strange kind of a concept you know because what what if you're not you're feeling completely different uh, that day you know like wh where's the like there's no freedom in it you know like uh it's it's set okay the no notes are set you got to play it from the from the page let's say you got to play it as it's written you got to figure it out and then play it the same every time it's like i i just didn't that whole concept kind of uh, discouraged me to pursue classical music uh further so after I finished my uh, the secondary music school uh, and graduated from that, I decided to really go into the direction of jazz. So I took like a year break, and uh, after that, I I was uh, really just uh, I stopped playing classical uh, actually in in uh, just in general. I didn't play it anymore and was really getting into. Uh, I made my own band and we did some competitions uh started writing some first jazz tunes and really practicing jazz and then i started to study jazz in uh, poland that it was like back then there was one school that you could study jazz the conservatory in katowice and uh, i got accepted there and i did my bachelor and uh, started my first tours with my first band with some first uh, recordings competitions and stuff like that and then after I did my bachelor, I was like, man, I want to try to move abroad and kind of follow that uh, that dream of like having an adventure uh, somewhere outside of Poland. And I uh, decided to come to Holland mainly because of the fact that uh, English is, uh, you know, the, the studies are in English. I was thinking of maybe going to Graz or somewhere in Germany, but there you had to really do an exam for German. And I couldn't speak a word of uh, German and had no real... Uh, affinity for learning that and in holland also the price of the studies was quite accessible so i i came out here and uh, did my exams and i actually got accepted to, to rotterdam and the Hague conservatory 
but back then I was so set on jazz and I thought, yeah, the, the Hague was had the opinion of the Berkeley of, of Europe or, or something like that. And uh, I decided to uh, go to the Hague and uh, study jazz there, you know. Mm. And how were you before? I'm curious, how were you um, as a kid, like before you picked up the guitar? How was your music? activity showing up because for sure like you had uh some or 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 not or you or not really man no you know it was like um something i mean i listened to some uh i listened i had some uh, hip-hop uh, records and stuff like that and i remember back in canada i would write some uh, hip-hop uh, lyrics with my friends and um stuff like that but i didn't really have any like affinity for uh for music it wasn't there was a piano in the house uh, of, of my grandparents but ap apart from just walking around and just like you know pressing randomly there was no real um i i had no real like uh apparent talent or or uh, leaning towards it. it was really that moment where i kind of was thinking oh maybe playing a saxophone would be cool and then just hearing led zeppelin when i was like uh, 13 14 uh that that really grabbed me and I, i i just dug deeper into that but i i didn't really have any um any kind of musical um predisposition showing you know yeah and um how how was your what what gets you the most in music like is it rhythm is it harmony is it melody like what do you perk up to the most or is it a combination well definitely you know the harmony thing i was i was doing a workshop uh, the other day and uh, we were talking about finding your own voice you know and what's what my approach for to that is you know and i said that um it you have to kind of look at what you're good at you know i i because everybody and i see this also in my students You know, there are certain skills that uh, we all need to develop. But, you know, everyone has a certain strength or a certain leaning towards uh, a certain aspect of the music. And I think mine uh, was always uh, harmony. Mm. And I could like really pick out. Um, and it's funny, I have I, I have somewhere a tune that I wrote maybe like after three months of uh, of playing. And I wrote, I, I like, I wrote it out pretty with notes and everything. And uh, I was checking it out the other day, and it's like there's two five ones there. And but I was just, you know, I was just putting my hands somewhere and 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 writing down, just finding nice combinations, not knowing what I'm doing at at all, you know, like zero. <laughs> uh, and already there were like there were some jazz harmonies, and there were some there's like some augmented chords in there, and that's like I have no clue where that came from, and uh my teachers were always always like yeah you know you have a very good uh harmonic sense and that's really something that you should explore um and that's what i also said in this workshop you know you should really take a step back and really see what you're good at and try to make that your thing you know at the same time of course uh improving uh your skills in in the other aspects of music but really finding that that thing that is um that comes easy to you and doubling on down on that and and making that come through the most in your 
uh, in what you do musically, you know. And uh, of course, rhythm would be would be another thing. Uh, and I always liked funk music, you know, and like music that you can dance to that moves you. So I, I, I actually, this is uh, I remember a story about myself when my my granddad had a guitar. He could not really play, but he would like uh, you know play like it played as a drum. There were no strings on it, but he would like play a simple beat. And as a as a kid, I was like you know grooving to it and moving around. And like my parents said that I would get into like almost a trance, you know. So rhythm uh, is definitely also an aspect that um, is uh, definitely grabbing, and I think it's it's actually the most important part of uh, of music. Anyhow, uh, funny enough, you know, with classical music, the aspect of rhythm is actually maybe uh, secondary, you know, because the rhythm is is quite flowing in, in certain types of uh, of classical music, and um i must say that uh the although i feel the rhythm and i like to dance and i like to move playing in rhythm is like one of my weakest points like forever and it's like something that i have to work on every day and it's it's something that um yeah, that I need so much work on still i have done work on it and it's i'm getting better yay uh, but it's an aspect that uh, is, I, I've you know, it took me a long time to realize and understand the importance of it, and to feel how important it is, and to understand what the rhythmical aspect is, and uh, and really like kind of uh, you know um, learn it, learn it, practice it, and do it in a very aware way. Um, and of course, melody. I mean, melody. It's it's all those it's all those elements and uh, the melodic aspect is also quite difficult for me I must say you know to I can think of some weird stuff you know I can make some weird licks and things like that but to really make a melody sing and make it sound natural is a big challenge for me you know and that's uh, something that um, I also spend time on and that I that I search for you know it's uh, for, it's not a problem for me to come up with some hip lines and stuff like that but to really make a uh, a strong good melody uh is uh is a challenge and i love it you know i that's i mean that's what keeps me going in this is there's this exploration and trying to do things better and uh you know learning these things about myself and learning about your weaknesses and uh exploring them and seeing how you can uh, get them better and uh you know there's there's a lot of uh interesting things that you can learn about yourself through through explore, exploring your weaknesses as well you know and what do you practice? Because you said you work a lot on the rhythm uh, area. How does your rhythm practice then look like? What do you do? Well, I, I, every day I try to do like, uh, you know, it's just getting this going, really. So it's like the the Corey Wong uh, type of thing. Um, basically just trying to accent. Uh, actually, I, I divide it into two different uh, things because one, one thing is the kind of the... It also has to do with metorics, you know? So one thing is really um, playing super tight with the metronome, 16th notes and triplets, and being able to accent every every one of those, you know? So it's just, I really do basic exercises where I go just accenting the first one, accenting the second one on the upstroke, and so forth, the third, the, the, the third 16th note, the fourth one, same thing with the triplets, and just, you know, just really unmuted strings, 
and uh, on a on a F7 F9 chord, you know, just accenting accenting that in different tempos, trying to go as you know, trying to build up the speed, but also always being uh, really, uh, really, really relaxed, and that helps with. Well, just one thing is the feel. One thing is playing uh, funk rhythm. That is that is quite uh, quite important, and getting also control of playing all the strings and hitting the right strings and stuff like that. So that's kind of my my basic thing that I do uh, every day. And then, uh, yeah, I really dive deep into um, playing rhythmical phrases. So I try to I transcribe a lot of rhythms. So I have like a book with uh, I have it here. I have uh, just different rhythms that I just write down. I have, uh, uh, well, this is actually a whole mess because there's harmony and rhythm, but I have some Grant Green uh, stuff transcribed here. Uh, this was a nice rhythm from Chick Corea. So I just have these rhythms written out without the notes or anything. And then uh, I start practicing that, you know, I start practicing first just with a metronome, just with one note or maybe with muted strings, uh, trying to learn that rhythm. And then I start to add notes to it. Sorry. Do you play that with a uh, with the tune? Uh, do you play along with a tune, or you just play with a metronome? Or I just play with a metronome, or like a drum groove. You know, I also you know now you have so many cool ways to practice, and I alternate between playing with uh, with a nice groove that uh, that feels good, or also doing it with with the metronome. And sometimes the metronome is. It's good to do it because then you're so bare, so you really have to understand. Sometimes it takes me a long time to understand the rhythm. You know, when when is it an E, and when is the the, the last sixteenth note? And you know, it's like really, the metronome ha helps to put everything in its place. And then when you're playing with a drum groove, maybe it's you, you can adapt a bit more to the feel. But I try to learn a, a rhythm just really bare bones. You know, either on muted strings or just with one note. And then I start to add my notes to it. So instead of um, thinking, you know, like letting the notes kind of the note choices guide me, I let the the rhythm guide me. And then I just improvise with that, you know, and I just take this one rhythm and I try to play a blues or I try to play one of my own tunes with that rhythm. And then there's all the also these uh, exercises that I do. Um, with playing like rhythmical phrases. So I say, okay, I'm just going to play a rhythm of one bar. And then one bar rests, you know, and then play for one bar and then one bar rests. Because I find what what I struggle with is the ending of the phrases, you know. So I start and then there's like not a real period in the sentence kind of. So like really trying to gain control over what I'm playing rhythmically. And then I stretch it out. Then it's maybe two bars, two bars rest, or I do it uh, uneven. And, you know, you can make it's just math, really. So I just... I have like a whole table of uh, different combinations, you know, of two bar rest uh, or play two bars, three bars rest and stuff like that. And then I just look at this combination and I just try to play that through a tune, really focusing on the on the rhythmical aspect and trying to let the rhythm be the um, take the lead, so to speak, you know. So uh, and it's it's a cool way because you can like sometimes, you know, the noise as, as, as kind of jazz people, we get bit too much into the no choices and all the all the hip stuff the alterations the the diminished chords and stuff like that that you can pound into uh a bar but the the rhythm actually makes it is the is the strength and then the no choices kind of start becoming more more easy because maybe the rhythm is not so dense and then you really have to find the cool notes uh 
that that works. So I find that's that's helpful to me, and it's a re really cool ways. It's a cool way to practice um, letting the letting the the rhythm be the guide, you know. So actually, actually, that's it, and uh, yeah, just trans transcribing those rhythms and uh, trying to play them in tunes and. Uh, you know, and playing little games with them and trying to turn them around and then maybe starting a phrase with the same rhythm, you know, and then maybe playing a phrase and then trying to play, play a rhythm in between or maybe play play a phrase and try to end with a certain rhythm, you know, so that you're also in control of all these uh, of, of all these elements, you know, so that it's not just like a studied thing, but then you can that you can just pull it out and it's part of your vocabulary and you can use that rhythm anywhere in, in the stuff that you're playing. Yeah. Funny that you say, because I think the biggest uh, on my practice list is also the the rhythm. In fact, I uh, I do like, um, of course, with the metronome. But when I really want to get to get my teeth into the groove, I would put on like a song of Shakti and just jam with them, just play with yeah. them. And I would do that, I don't know, half an hour, one hour. Sure, man. One song, that's it. Either that or Michael Jackson. Like Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Definitely. I mean, that's that's something that I would also do, you know, just put on a tune and just yeah. even not even jamming, but just like kind of playing guitar percussion, you know, and maybe yeah. uh you catch a little uh, bit of a rhythm of the drum that's playing and you just try to keep just trying to keep that pattern throughout the song, you know, and uh get get inspiration that way and just trying to keep this this is on guitar this is super important you know for the stuff that 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 i like to play um and that that this is where everything is coming from and to have that control and to be able to pick up a rhythm you know and maybe there's a the percussion player is playing a lick and it starts in a weird spot of the bar you know so i try to pick that up or maybe i stop the record and i try to transcribe it and just play play that just that one rhythm through through the song just on 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 muted strings uh with with uh, with a groove or you know or like you say just jam with it or just like take one little note and if you listen to you know shakti quite busy stuff you know so just try to pick one note and find a nice rhythm that that fits in between all the stuff or prince records uh and things like that get busy with them. fun i just i just i just get busy with them i just like dive in and just <laughs> yeah but that's it you know that's uh it's just super important you know and i was like i and it's I, a life right like sometimes it feels uh okay i'm practicing this exercise on the metronome and it works and i can like uh, how should i say um check uh monitor my my beats per minute and yeah yeah that's that's cool but uh i don't know it it just it feels like I'm on a rehearsal, you know, like and I can try stuff out and it's uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a it's a very musical, it's a very musical way to practice, you know. And it's like I'm not, you know, I'm not a very talented kind of person, you know. I'm not, I'm not these the, one of these people that just picks up everything immediately, you know. And and it takes me a long time to learn this stuff and to to it, it always has been, you know. And that that's actually part of the fun for me. And, you know, sometimes I have to really stop and, and transcribe and be like, slow it down and what's going on here and, and understand it. And, uh, you know, to find my place in the music, if I'm jamming along, it's, it's a whole process, you know, but it's just, it's just part of the thing, you know, I just like to, and if you do it, 
you always see improvements, you know, and that's that's the fun that's the fun in it for me, I guess. And um, when do you like to practice the most? Like, is it the morning, or do you have some stuff that you practice more in the morning or the evening? I notice that if I do my workout stuff, that that I prefer to do the technical, theoretical stuff earlier let's say morning and in the evening i let go and there is more creativity and more recording and more like kind of that flow i don't know yeah lucky you man i mean the for the past years i i haven't had that much time to to practice and before you know you know how it is in the beginning you're just playing all the time you know so it doesn't matter uh you know i tried to i remember when i was a kid and uh, my dad would wake me up And he would use the bathroom first, you know, and uh, then I would go after him to brush my teeth to go to school. Then I would pick up my my guitar would be there next to the bed and uh, I would be, you know, going through some tunes or doing some exercises. And the moment I came back home, it was just like straight to my room, get my guitar, try to transcribe stuff, you know, prepare for my lessons at music school practice. It was like a constant thing. And now with uh, well, with just life stuff, you know, to teaching, um, touring, arranging uh uh stuff for the band and just the general uh things that you need to do to make a living and get through the day you know and uh that takes uh, up quite some time so i've tried to for the past years really make time in the morning for it you know and like do all the stuff that is important for me in the morning so i start i i wake up and i have like a a morning routine that i do for myself have breakfast you know and Uh, take some time to get some uh um yeah just to relax just to chill you know have a chill morning uh, get some like uh good headspace and then I, at 10 i start to practice what and, do you do uh, for your what do you do for your uh, chill headspace How do yeah. you do? well i uh it's usually like this i try to cold shower man number one <laughs> you know it's i know you're into that stuff so i take a I take a cold shower. I go for a walk uh, with my mom. My mom lives in Poland. Uh, I live here, so we um, we call each other. We're like, okay, get up. We're going for a walk. Nice. You know, it's just to get some uh, fresh air. I don't know if you're if you're into staring at the sun or mm-hmm. looking into the sun. So I uh, I heard on a, some some fancy doctor. Some popular guy who's on all the podcasts is it Andrew Huberman or something like this? Is the yeah. dude's called you know this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Apparently, uh, well, he he advises to like uh, one of the first things in the morning is to like look into the sun. Not like you know, not like directly so that you're you, you're blind, but just like as much as you can uh, to look toward at least towards the sun. And uh, supposedly some crazy stuff happens in your brain and uh, some chemical reactions start to uh, go off and uh, you feel good. Um, uh, I don't know. It's hard for me to say, but I must say, you know, what's funny? I went, uh, I had a, for years, uh, you know, when you live in Holland and there's no sun and every time you go get a blood test, it turns out that your vitamin D is like not, uh, is at zero and you have to take supplements. And I actually started to do this. And after a few months, I I just, I had to do a, for something else, I had to do a blood test. And for the first time, they told me that my vitamin D is actually way up, you know, like, uh, well, 
So go figure. Uh, anyway, so I just do that because the, this fancy doctor said it's uh, it's a good thing to do. Um, it's nice also to wake up. So I do a little walk. I do uh, Vim Vim Hof breathing. You're into that stuff too? No, not not really. The the breathing. I never. Uh, I tried once, but I didn't really internalize it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. So I started go. to do that. I started to do that a few years ago. And uh, it's actually quite cool. Um, again, v- v- very uh, different opinions uh, everywhere about it. If it's uh, if it works or not, or if, it, or if it's just mumbo jumbo, you know. Uh, but uh, for me, I-, I like it, you know, because you get really your body gets really revved up, you know, from the breathing. But then you know you, you try to calm down, and it's just this really, yeah, this kind of overwhelming uh, calmness, you know that I like. So I do that. And then I meditate for 20 minutes. I do uh, guided meditation by Tara. Brock. What is her name? Tara Brock, I think. Also, Tim Ferriss. Uh, I heard something about, uh, you know, Tim Ferriss was talking about how to get into meditation. And he recommended her podcast where she has like guided meditation. So also got into doing that for years. Is it like an app? It's 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 a podcast. She just has uh, it's like in the podcast app or in Spotify. It's just uh, she uploads like uh, two meditations a week or something. And I have like a playlist of my favorite ones. And what then I have a nice breakfast. Tara, Tara, how did you say? Tara, I will. Tara Brock. We should make it like a pro uh, pro podcast and like link all these things <laughs> that we're talking about. <laughs> uh, just looking it up. Tara Brock, so T A R A B R A C H. Okay, we'll note it. We'll leave it in the notes in the podcast as well. Yeah, so that's pretty cool, you know. And I know you do this. Uh, what is this app that you use? Uh, I'm using the Waking Up app. Oh. Uh, who's that guy called again? Um, uh, is it Sam Harris? Sam Harris. Sam yeah. Harris, yes, not Tim Ferriss, Sam Harris. Yeah, <laughs> so, so probably the same type of thing. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of all related. It's just that I I, I, I decided to use uh, her meditations, and uh, I do that, man, for many years. Um, then I have a breakfast and try to uh, have a coffee, have a nice relaxed coffee and read for 25 minutes. Uh, You're reading now. I am reading a book called uh, 48 Laws of Power by, um, let's see, Uh, what is this, Robert Greene, Robert Greene, it's a cool book, it's like, you know, I find I find some things in there are interesting, but it's not like I wouldn't like it's not the book that I would recommend, but it's something to check out. Mm-hmm. But I always try to read something, you know, I'm, I have like a, every time I hear somebody uh, mentioning uh, a book, I, I have a, I have like a little uh, notes. Uh, note thingy with uh, with cool titles, so I'm always reading something and uh, yeah, doing some journaling as well. Kind of like gratefulness journaling, uh, write down things that I look forward to in the day, things that I'm grateful for, 
um i write a thing that is like would be great if i would get that done what would what would be what would make today great i try to answer that question and uh sometimes it's sending an email uh to to somebody sometimes it's i don't know paying my bills sometimes it's uh doing some yoga later in the evening you know so also been doing that for quite a while and i do that in the evening as well kind of try to sum up my day and then i get to practicing and i try to practice uh man it, it's also like with this routine i don't want to get i don't want people to get the idea that it's like uh um that it's every day like this that's like the ideal scenario but sometimes you know sometimes i wake up and I'm like oh god just snoozing for for one and a half hours and then i just get out of bed and it's just okay what do i do okay do i shower do i <laughs> but i try to really you know, sometimes I'm at sometimes I'm at thirty percent. Sometimes I'm at sixty percent of this. Sometimes I nail like a solid ninety. Yeah. Um, but I really try to have the morning for myself. You know, uh, if I wake up a little later, fine. But I, I, you know, I also don't check my phone in the morning at all. I don't look at that stuff. I really try to have that morning for for myself and uh, find time to practice uh, in the morning. So ideally, I start at 10 and practice until 12, like get a solid two hours in. And uh, yeah, basically doing some transcribing. I also have like a logbook. So I also kind of try to plan my practice things and like really think, okay, what do I, you know, maybe I played a gig and I think like, okay, what needs work? What tunes need work? Uh, always the rhythm thing, you know, do, do the rhythmical exercises. Um, if I'm working on a tune, I do exactly these exercises that I that I talked about, finding a nice rhythm, or maybe I transcribe a rhythm and and try to put it through a tune. Uh, playing through changes uh, is always tricky, and the tunes of mine have always some some weird chords that I'm I'm finding, you know, cool things to play on and 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 becoming free with that. So that's kind of like always a staple. Um, yeah, and trying to try and transcribe some stuff. That's always uh, the the most fun, I think, and getting ideas uh, from uh, from other uh, from other cats is uh, yeah, it's just it's just it's just fun, you know. And I think that's anyways the best way to uh, learn music. Yeah. And then um, yeah, that's really like I, I try to keep that up throughout the week, and then in weekends it's more time for creative stuff because then I, you know, um, in during a normal day it's usually uh from 12 until 2 i do bookings and band stuff and uh arranging things that need to be done for whatever projects uh that that i'm working on at the moment and then in the evening it's teaching or in the early afternoon to evening is teaching and then uh yeah and then it's when i come home it's it's evening and i try to take some time to wind down in the evening you know try to not so good in it but i try to do some yoga do some stretching before going to bed and also kind of I t the turned around uh, evening, uh, the turned around morning routine. So I also try to, you know, have a have a little small small something to eat, grab get a grab grab a grab a, uh, a glass of tea and uh, read a little bit, write in my journal and close off the day with uh, with a like uh, with a meditation from this lady before going to sleep. She has like a sleeping meditation that just kind of that is very focused on breathing that calms you down and. Uh, you know that puts me to bed without like being pissed off about all the things that didn't go well about that day or getting stressed about uh, things that need to be done and all this type of shit so i go to be to bed peacefully mostly <laughs> i'm gonna be peaceful <laughs> yeah well beautiful um beautiful day 
Right. Yeah, you know, but it's and it's like I say, that's like that. That is the ideal, and sometimes, sometimes I get closer to it. Sometimes, uh, sometimes it's a total mess, you know. Or sometimes I really be have to be early uh, in the morning. I have some kind of meeting. Like today, I had a meeting at at one of my at the schools that I teach at uh, at uh, ten. I had to drive at eight thirty, you know. So I I just got up and uh, and went there basically, you know, uh, and didn't have time to do any of that stuff yeah but uh tomorrow morning for sure i'm going to be back at it and then trying to try and just trying to have the best day trying to have a good day you know wake up early and have that time for myself and you know the just the the experience of the day is so different if i if i do all those things if i get the meditation in if i go for the walk it's really like uh yeah. the whole day is is just great oh man i mean i can really relate to that and for me actually i mean i'm also doing the journaling and every day almost every day like it's what i'm looking forward to the most in the day i write almost 95 percent. i write to go for a walk yeah like funny it, it's like it feels like i'm a dog sometimes but i'm really looking forward and i'm kind of sad if i then don't do it through the day yeah 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 definitely definitely yeah, for me, like, you know, I was practicing, I always look forward to, and, you know, there are these the, these nice moments of the day, uh, you know, it gets, my, my days can get really busy, you know, and it can get quite hectic. And then sometimes if you get sucked into that, you know, you, you, you lose those moments that, that can be a, a breather in between all the, all the other stuff, you know, and sometimes, uh, you know, if I have a long drive to work and and I listen to a podcast, I, I write. Yeah, I look that that's that's my moments uh, where I just put on a nice record. You know, if I drive for an hour and I just focus on that, and that's a nice moment to look forward to. And I find if I write that down, then uh, yeah, you really when that moment comes, you're really like, oh yeah, I have to. I, this is what I've been looking forward to. Let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, did you? Uh, I might jump now to another uh, question, but it just popped up in my mind. Um, do you have someone that, before we were talking a little bit about the musical growth and development and that, but do you have a person or, or a teacher or someone that that it's like, wow, I I think this person really helped me a lot uh, or inspired me a lot or like hmm, this is something or someone that really uh i see or i notice that yeah you mean like in music or just in general uh, other stuff and be both i'm actually curious like do you have one on one side and one or the other either professional or musical like what well you know i mean musically there are a lot and I wouldn't say that there's like one person in particular that that I have, uh, let's say, had personal contact uh, with. But all my teachers have taught me something and some of them uh, said things that, that really stuck to me um, and th things that I keep thinking about and keep elaborating on. Uh, uh musically you know one one of the things that i remember that i always mention is uh, my teacher here in holland afe albers great uh, guitar player um 
he told me once, you know, he's like, yeah, you have to, you have to play like the birds are singing. And I could never get that, you know, like, I, like, I, I, you know, I was like 20 something when he said this to me and I was like, what are you talking about, dude? You know, like, what? <laughs> and then uh, now, now I completely get it. You know, it's like, and if I sit down, uh, if I go somewhere into nature or it's like springtime is coming and the birds are singing, you know, you listen to that and all the stuff is there, you know, like all the lines, all the rhythms, all the, all the falling and the, 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 the contours of the melodies, you know, and yeah, that's another thing, you know, transcribing that stuff, you know, you know, that's birds sing that stuff, you know, they sing jazz lines all day long, you know, with nice phrasing and cool rhythmical ideas and uh, with an, with such a natural flow, you know, so that was, that was like uh, something that really, yeah, I, I still think about it until this day and try to get a deeper understanding of it uh, and, and get that into my playing. Do you think that's why Charlie Parker was called the bird? This, uh, I, I think. Oh, uh, did we crack we... something? <laughs> yeah, I mean, crack? it does sound. It does sound like you know, if you if you take some time to listen to birds singing, you will hear your you will hear Charlie Parker. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's that's it. That's, that's um, birds. <laughs> and then you know, like Prince is is a huge uh mentor of mine you know of course i've never i've never uh, had any con connection with him but just seeing his career and uh reading about him and learning about him and what kind of person he was what was his approach to music and and uh playing has been a lot uh kind of has been my kind of guiding guiding lights uh about many things and also like a uh what's what would be an opposite of the guiding lights i don't know or also a way to learn how not to do things maybe um who else you know guys like uh i love bela fleck and and victor wooten these are like very early influences of mine and uh yeah these are really like musical things uh like things that i i got from them was like like not to be afraid to be cheesy you know also from prince you know like if you're if if you're cool it doesn't matter if you, if you play something that is cheesy and it doesn't matter if people think it's it's cheesy you know it's like you you shouldn't be afraid of that you know you shouldn't be ashamed of the things that you come up with and you should just be able to to put it out there in the world and be like hey this is check this out this is uh what i did you know and it's like uh that that thing about not not being so judgmental about everything and you know and and putting a label on stuff you know it's like uh yeah dare to put out put out stuff that you might think is is cheesy or or weird or quirky or whatever you know so stuff like that and uh yeah and other stuff you know like a lot of my the past years a lot of my explorations have been uh into just kind of uh more life type of things and a big uh big person for me is jo jordan peterson i don't know if you know this uh, guy uh he wrote this book that really yeah it it's it changed my life man uh it's called 12 rules for life mm. i know yeah I and it's a great book and i i i highly recommend it to everybody it's just about yeah growing an understanding of he's a psychologist so a lot of stuff is rooted in psychology and it's about yeah just um, how to how to find meaning in life you know and how what 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 are the things that are really important in life and what to 
think about uh, for yourself and what to, you know, how to better how to better yourself and how to how to try to fix the things in life that are bothering you and uh, how to kind of uh, yeah find your path and 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 walk it and pursue it, you know, and uh, a lot of that stuff. It's it helped it has helped me a lot in my just in life in general, you know, and uh, many years ago. Uh, he has like this program called the Futuring Authoring Future Authoring Program, and it's like um, it's a thing where you write about your life on the. It's basically you add. It's like a whole list of questions, and you answer. You just write down your answers uh, to it, and it like really helps. Uh, um, well, see where you're at with your life. You know what aspects of your life maybe need improvement, and how you can improve it, and uh, make. Uh, a plan for yourself, like future offering program. So you make make a plan of the future, and it kind of guides you through all these different aspects of life. And you think about how you would like to, your life to be in three years. What's you know what skills you would like to develop, how you would like your relationships to be, how you would like your professional life to be, what would you like to achieve in your professional life, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, through the Corona uh, months, years, I kind of it, it's quite time consuming. I found. But I, uh, it was such a great that I found the book great, and I find him so, uh, yeah, inspiring and helpful, and help has helped me really a lot uh, in my life. And I really sat down and decided to do it, and it's it's just incredible how um, I was actually reading the notes. Uh, I think I did it two, three years ago, three maybe three, four years ago, and uh, yeah, I really answered the questions and wrote about the things that I wanted to do in my life and where I would like to be in uh, three years. And man, it's crazy how how close I I got to the stuff that I wrote down, you know. Oh. And like uh, I would say, like 70 percent of it came to be, and uh, the other, the rest, the other thirty uh, percent is like uh, I'm in the process of 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 making, you know. And it's uh, so that's been very very helpful. Um, yeah, and then you know, I, I I check out a lot of these uh, podcasts and stuff. And uh, Tim Ferriss is really cool. Uh, Modern Wisdom is another podcast that I check out. That's really cool. And I just yeah, it's very interesting. You know, this what we're doing is very cool. And yeah, just to learn about people's paths and and these little strategies and realizing uh, how it really works. You know, because we always I I find that people are like oh, it's so difficult for me and I don't know how to do this. And, uh, but you got lucky or you had this, uh, and, uh, uh, this is easy for you. And you have, because of this and that, you know, we always kind of, uh, think that people have it better or that it's easy for them or that they got lucky, but it's nice to learn about their paths and see that it's just, yeah, it's just hard, persistent work and uh, a lot of hearts, a lot of struggle, sometimes luck but uh usually just man a hardcore grind belief uh in the thing that you're doing and uh sacrifice and uh blood sweat and tears man that's that's what it is you know and uh it's cool to uh get little ideas uh for uh for yourself you know from from these people and it's so readily available now and uh i like i like to dig into that type of stuff you know yeah I, I think uh, you said it well, you know, sometimes it's just grinding and trying and doing, right? Like, yeah, that's it. I mean, I, I have, uh, I have no other proof yet in my <laughs> life that, that it, it is otherwise, you know? 
exactly um david do you know david goggins oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. this guy i you know also in the morning i put on some i have like these uh these little videos of him you know and he's like yeah you know you don't feel like going for a run you go for a run you don't feel like making your bed you make your bed you know because it's, it yeah. is man it's like every day i'm like oh shit, man another that gotta yeah. keep up yeah. it's cold you know and it's like you yeah I'm, it's like you need to push yourself to do the things that you don't want to do to grow you know and it's like uh you got to goggins that stuff right yeah you got to just goggins that stuff that's it the goggins <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it was so cool for me to see uh one of the videos where he talks also about his struggle you know that yeah he, yeah i read his book i was actually the last book that i read was his uh autobiography about his life and man it's uh it's crazy what this dude uh, has overcome you know and how how messed up his life was and how he just uh you know he created uh he created himself out of just out of complete dust you know out of uh, someone who was uh yeah extremely abused uh, you know under privilege whatever you know all the all the shit that you can imagine happening to somebody he experienced that and and he overcame that you know just with sheer uh, willpower man yeah and that he is still even now just a human you know he still yeah. struggles to get out of <laughs> out of bed watching his shoes uh <laughs> you know <laughs> thinking yeah. of going for a run you know like <laughs> Yeah, I love that story. You know, it's like, so yeah, I, I know, I know what you're talking about. He's looking yeah. for 30 minutes at his shoes and be like, "Oh God, man, I gotta go run." <laughs> But you gotta go run. You know, that's it. There's no. Yeah, yeah, and and it's it it does it won't kill you, right? Because I have this like every time when I would go and take a cold swim. You know, like I'm like shit. I why why am I doing this? Yeah, yeah, I know, man. I know. It's like. <laughs> stay warm and bad and i'm i'm scared i mean i'm really uncomfortable and i start I, of course yeah i remember i always start i i'm laughing the whole way i'm driving to the to the lake you know <laughs> in the winter time <laughs> to, to take a swim you know but and you know that, that's the that's the exercise you know because it's like i i know it exactly what you're talking about and that's like i i do it uh in the hague in the in the sea you know and it's like i i really have to be in my head okay you're doing this you're doing this you know when i'm driving there you know because it's like it's just it's just a moment to go like ah fuck this man i just turn away i, I go home you know or i or just sit in the cafe and have a warm tea you know it's like <laughs> my whole way there is just like this focus and like you know yeah and and for me that's the exercise you know it's not even experiencing the cold but it's just just winning with yourself to do this thing that you don't want to do you know and that it's you know it's so uh also shocking physically uh and and basically un, un just in, unpleasant in in every way but the okay. but the process of overcoming it uh, is is i think where where it's at you know it just trains your minds that you know that you are in control of your mind and not the other way you know and not like so that you can say to yourself okay it's time to get up and practice you know it's time to do this thing that you don't want to do you know yeah it was really never that i would wake up and be like can't wait to go <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 or a cold shower today like can't yeah no I'm no like, that's like i don't like this man no <laughs> i really no, don't no. like it but i know that after that everything what i do it's gonna be easy like because i that's it that's it 100 man i do it for that like from that moment on everything it's is peanuts man like, yeah 
Seriously. Totally, totally. Yeah, and it's just this feeling that, I mean, your body is so shocked that the adrenaline, it just carries you throughout the whole day, you know? It's like it's it's like taking cocaine or something, you know? When you walk out that cold sea, you know, you don't feel your feet. You cannot, like, for half the day, you, you just you don't feel your feet. But there's this, just this, you know, your body starts to heat up and you're just, like, so... Yeah, just so wowed up by just by by this this near death experience almost, you know. It's like, whoa, I lived through that, you know. It's like really I love it. I love it, but it's man. I remember the first time I did it, uh, and I went for a swim and I I mean I did cold showers before, but I never went for a cold swim, you know, like in the winter. And I remember going in and I did the breathing and then i was like wow i don't feel cold anymore that's amazing and i I mean don't feel the cold you just don't feel that you're gonna die basically yeah yeah, yeah, i don't feel the cold you know of course it's you know but it's not like you want to get out you can swim right yeah 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 exactly it's fine and then i just completely forgot about the time i was just so ecstatic about the the, the, the I couldn't believe wow look I'm swimming you know in this and then I think I was in for like 10 15 minutes for yeah yeah, for yeah, yeah. I, I know swimmer, exactly what you mean it's, for the beginner swimmer way too long and I yeah, think, yeah. Well, now I don't wouldn't do 15 minutes like it's three five minutes you know yeah something like that that's yeah, it. just you know I, I really do it like I kind of do it for on feeling so just to really calm uh, I, I think the the point of it is really to be in this kind of fight flight state and then try to relax. And it's like, yeah, well, it's like, like what you say once once you could get control of your breathing and you calm down. It's like, yeah, it's like you're not. It's not so, um, yeah, shocking. It's not so. Uh, it's not so intense. You know, you you kind of find peace in that. Of course, you're cold, and then you know, once I feel that, it's like, yeah, my, I cannot move my my fingers anymore you know and then it's like a sign to uh to get out so you were yeah just to find that that peaceful moment in it and and take that moment to calm down to get your breathing kind of uh regular and uh maybe i do kind of like this meditation breathing that i just sit in the water and i just like slowly count to 10 you know with each uh, with each breath really like focus and then if i think okay i feel like i can do another round i do that and if i feel like okay it's just getting a bit too too cold or uncomfortable i feel like yeah like i cannot feel my fingers then i know it's like okay let's let's go but yeah it's uh it's great you know like uh i look forward to uh, to being back back in poland uh, my parents have a little stream outside the house and i i can't wait to to go out there every day and uh yeah. and do a little dip and you said that um your feet would get cold but my problem was that for the first swim that i did that I couldn't feel my, I felt my pinky that it's there, but it was just like, I could feel the nerve for a week. Like for a week, <laughs> there was a tingling oh, sensation yeah. in my pinky. <laughs> it was so funny. It was so funny. And I was like, damn, I think I should not stretch it that much. <laughs> no, but it's, uh, yeah, you definitely need to be careful, but it's... So, uh... For anybody watching, just don't uh, exceed. Uh, yeah, take it easy. You know, starting starting with cold showers. You know, and what I did when when I was uh, doing it in the sea, 
I started to do it in September, you know, so it was like in September it was warm and it, and I would do it like probably a few times a week, maybe some weeks every day, even if I managed to wake up early. So I really started and then I went into December, you know, so like the, the water was in September it was still like, you know, people were going to the beach and stuff. And then uh, it was really gradual, you know, so definitely taking uh, cold showers first and then maybe gradually building up to the to the more colder uh, yeah. uh, temperatures. Did you ever do it with with ice in the like uh, do do like a bucket with ice? Uh... No, uh, no, the bucket with ice, but there was ice on the side of the lake. Like, ah, OK, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't do it with the uh, with the uh, ice uh, in the uh, yeah, like an ice bath. bath. Yeah, some of the, the experience is is, diff is is different, you know. And I I must say that I I like to do it in nature always, you know. Like uh, somehow I, I it's it's the nicest. Yeah, if it's around, why bother with a bucket? And yeah, 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 hundred percent. But yeah, I I have a friend. Um, who is having set up his little bucket in front on his terrace and uh, he said that it forces him to do it and it forces him to wake up as well because the later he does it the more neighbors there are around. <laughs> so if he gets up at six then he's the first one there you know and he does yeah, it yeah, peace yeah. and blah 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 <laughs> otherwise if you do it at 10 you know People yeah, are and I love, you know, I love to do it for waking up because I in the morning I'm a mess, you know, it's like uh, and okay, I drink coffee, but it it doesn't help me with anything really. But if I the the cold shower is really like, you know, it gets me it it really gets me going. I wake up, you know, and I'm not walking around all like oh until eleven, you know, I used to be like, oh god. But yeah. this is like really boom, I'm on, I take that shower, I can go about my day and energize and and, and feeling good, you know. Um yeah. It's a nice thing. It's a nice practice, I find. What's your opinion and feeling on coffee? How do you handle it? Are you do you have yeah, do you feel something or you said you don't feel actually nothing? Are you one of those people? Well, I do I do no, it's not like I don't feel anything, but it's uh, in this I meant it in a sense that it doesn't really like remove this this feeling, this kind of like heavy headedness that I always feel in the morning. And for me, it's more because of this cold shower, I'm already quite uh, quite awake. And then it's more like a ritual for me. I'm not like I'm not super like I'm not into fancy coffee. I don't have a fancy machine. I just make uh, make, uh, you know, in one of these uh, Bialetti uh, coffee mugs, I just make a normal coffee and uh, have it with some milk and a little piece of chocolate um and i try not to drink more i try not to drink coffee throughout the day so it's just like really a morning thing to um to get me going and i mean i do feel that shock of of caffeine so i i also try not to drink a super strong coffee or something uh lately i've been uh drinking matcha as well or trying to trying matcha tea do you know this stuff mm -hmm that green uh, yeah yeah that's a green stuff and it's it's quite expensive uh but i actually i i liked it um yeah because there's also a lot of opinions about coffee and if it's good and whatever uh i do i must say that i do feel that kind of shock uh, caffeine shock uh from it 
and was looking for like a substitute that is maybe not so uh, intense. And this uh, matcha is nice. Uh, it's quite expensive, so I kind of alternate between uh, between that and having a coffee. But for me, it's more about having this moment in the morning. You know, I have a coffee, I have a piece of chocolate, I write in my journal, I look out the window, I read my book, you know, sip my coffee, and it's like a it's a nice little moment. And it could be, you know, I'm not I'm not like super. Uh, I'm not addicted to coffee. It could be a tea or whatever, you know. I just uh, I choose for coffee just out of preference, you know, uh, kind of. Because I noticed that since I'm now having days without coffee and with coffee, that I might be less fighting with people in my head. Like, okay, I might have less of this attitude. It it kind of puts me in this fight attitude, like yeah, okay, weird. I don't know. I don't like myself so much on that, and and hey, and yeah, fair in, enough. In this in this mode, you know, and it's like it was so interesting to notice that, and um, it was also so interesting to notice that with my partner, you know, like because I would be test, I would be asking her also, you know, just check me out a little bit. How I, mm. <laughs> what do I? if i am a little bit weird because i feel a little bit like more uh, you know like sometimes i would let go of some stuff easier faster blah blah okay yeah interesting i have to i have to uh yeah I, i'm gonna keep that uh in check yeah, yeah it's, it definitely works like that for me and and i think i'm also quite sensitive to caffeine because already like one sip and 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 i feel it like yeah like I, I can, uh, I cannot really have these strong coffees, you know, double espresso shots, and oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you gotta, you know, you just gotta my see what works. <laughs> what works for you, you know. I also try to also this this Andrew Huberman said not to drink coffee, um, like first thing in the morning. So I I really drink it. I think he says like one one hour to one and a half hours after you get up because of some again about some chemical stuff. And that has made uh, that that has made a bit of a difference. I don't have this kind of uh, crash after after the yeah. coffee. Kind of winds off a little bit uh, more natural. Um, but it's interesting what you say. Yeah, this fighting with people in your head. Yeah, man. That's uh, yeah. Yeah, I have to see. I have to keep that. Uh, it's really a specific aggressiveness that I you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not even solving problems. It's just imagining what someone might say or you pick yeah, up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick yeah, up something and you're like, eh, you know. Yeah. And then I notice myself, I'm like, wow, I cannot really get out of this right now, you know. I'm yeah. just I'm just <laughs> in it, in this fight, you know, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, it's good to keep those things in check, definitely. Why is it here? What yeah. What's the added value right now? <laughs> you know, it's not not there. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's good to it's good to think think about these things. Maybe it's better not to drink coffee that if that pushes you into into yeah, this weird maybe. state. You know. So I'm kind of also trying out tea. Tea doesn't do a problem. Like it's. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I also yeah for me it's really you know I'm I'm useless in the morning so it's, <laughs> it's this this waking up kick uh, it's it's not even I don't experience it in a uh, in like a negative way because it just really gets me like okay we can, let's let's go do some stuff you know and now and indeed when I drink it later 
it's also a, a bit more i don't get like a headache at at uh, at 3 or something like that which usually happens after after drinking coffee so but i'm still this matcha stuff i like uh it's nice and it's, uh, it's basically more, green tea right or, or yeah it's green tea leaves that have been like uh grown in the shade and they have lots some lots of uh chemical stuff nutrients also a bit more caffeine than uh the normal tea and they're like ground into a powder so it's like it doesn't melt in the in the in the water but it's like more like uh like a mist you know and it has a very kind of strong uh grassy type of flavor you know but uh it, it's it's uh it's pleasant i like it you know uh, it's it's a nice thing to try out yeah a matcha that's that's a cool one um as as i think back like in um and you were mentioning a little bit something about it um like and and the books and that helping you um I think really I, I grew the most from like fucking difficult situations, you know, like the difficult, difficult stuff made me, oh, yeah. made me grow. Um, would you be willing to share a, a, a challenge or something that, that you had in, in a year or a recent years that, 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 um, yeah, that, you're uh growing through into uh yeah man i mean uh yeah the the biggest thing that happened to me some years ago is i had this like a total nervous breakdown man and it happened in uh 2018 i believe so already some years back and uh i started what happened to me is i started um uh, just having like super high blood pressure you know and i woke up one night with just like i did not know what was going on and it felt like my heart was gonna just jump out of my uh my chest you know and i was like completely like delirious you know and my hands shaking and like couldn't really breathe you know like uh, scary scary shits and i was i was with my parents back then and uh they decided to call an ambulance because we did not really know what's going on you know and the ambulance came and they checked me out, you know, and there was uh, nothing really. They did not find anything, uh, you know, like worrisome. I got some I got some medicine to, to bring the blood pressure down and bring the bring the heart rate down and stuff like that. And uh, this started to kind of like continue uh, on a on a regular basis, you know, like. Uh, and uh not not to that extreme point as the first time but uh well it, it was making my life uh, quite difficult and uh, so I, I started to go to the doctor and all this type of stuff and and seeing what's uh what's happening to me you know if, if everything is okay with my heart you know um and in the meantime this well it was it didn't turn to like an anxiety because it was already like an anxiety but it just started to be a constant thing you know like this just just crazy anxiety about everything and just waking and linked to this to this kind of high blood pressure uh, type of situation you know so i i checked out my heart everything was okay but this anxiety was just like it was impossible for me to uh to to shake you know and it was like it was everything that that had to do with uh 
uh, with my work, with with the stuff that I was doing with the band. We were working on a new album. It was just like it was kind of triggering uh, this 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 extreme anxiety, you know. And I was unable to do anything, you know. It was like I would I would get up, you know. I would I would barely sleep, having these uh, these kind of like uh, heart palpitation thingies. Uh, I did have some uh, medication for that to to kind of bring the physical effects down, but uh, psychologically it was just like it was yeah I would just sit on my couch and and just like kind of try to get through the day you know yeah. and uh, once I got checked out that it wasn't a problem with my heart you know the doctor suggested yeah maybe it's psychological so I started to go to the psychologist uh, for. For quite some, well, for 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 a few solid months, you know, and uh, started untangling all that stuff. And there was uh, like a moment where I was, it, it was really bad. It was I was in a dark place, man. And I I remember like sitting on the couch, and it was just these thoughts, you know, in my head, just going round and round. And this was like triggering this this bodily effect, this high blood pressure, you know, this this anxiety. And I was like, I kind of understood like how people can commit suicide you know like i was like yeah if if this doesn't stop you know if i cannot stop this i mean i cannot live with this shit in my head you know like i cannot live in this state this is this is unbearable you know and that scared the shit out of me you know so i i really started to uh yeah certain like i had to i had to rework my whole life you know and all these things that we were talking about this morning routine and and uh, journaling, which I was already doing before, and uh, meditation, which I also had done in the past, but not on a regular basis. And I was like, basically, you know, everything that I could find that uh, people recommended for finding balance in life, let's say, or finding uh, calming down, dealing with anxiety, uh, getting your work-life balance in order, all these type of things. I was just started really digging deep into that and uh, yeah, just trying to figure out a way to uh, yeah, just stop this, uh, stop this anxiety because it, and it lasted for like, you know, I think it was like 10 months of, of this type of stuff happening on a, on a daily basis mm -hmm. uh, before it started to, to wind down a bit. And I started to feel that I'm getting a bit of more control in uh, in my life. And uh, yeah, that 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 has uh, actually pushed me to yeah all these things that we were talking about, you know, these podcasts, this uh, Jordan Peterson guy who really um, has has helped a lot to kind of get a lot of things clear in my head and getting a deeper understanding of uh, of how how uh, how I am as a person and how I work as a person and you know I always thought of myself as being a quite a level-headed uh kind of guy you know and um and i i still think i am but uh, a lot of um bad habits and uh not necessarily healthy life choices or healthy lifestyle choices or how my my life was organized back then was just uh has uh, and you know some stuff from the past of course childhood things and this and that has have all kind of like piled up to to bring me to this to this point to this complete uh kind of uh men mental and, and physical health crisis of sorts you know so uh man getting getting myself out of that uh has been has been a whole thing you know and that i think that was like the um yeah a difficult a, a difficult thing for me to for me to go through because i never i never really dealt with something like that before you know i was like always like pushing through with everything and 
you know, with with music, uh, whatever. I mean, I could talk for days about the the obstacles and and uh, the difficulties that I had in music and the insecurities that I had to to fight and overcome in in that, you know. And uh, yeah, but th this was definitely something uh, uh, like like a big big thing that that well led me to really rethinking every every part of my life every minute of my day i had to analyze and see what i'm doing that that is um that is kind of a, a drop in 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 this whole um ocean of 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 uh anxiety you know and and or of the things that that i'm doing or how i'm living my life or what what my mindset is what my what my self-talk is i had to really go go through all that and put everything into place to get myself kind of uh uh in a in a stable place again you know and it's like it's still i did and it's still a process you know and i've i've i actually don't 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 have don't experience so much anxiety although i have days when this, this stuff comes back and i've learned to deal with it but uh you know through this process of kind of you know really taking my my whole life and just analyzing it and building a kind of a new uh way of being um yeah i'm in the process of building on top of that and it's really it feels great man it feels i really feel good about where i am in in just in my head and in myself and how i experience life and uh how i deal with life and uh, it's not you know, it's not easy. I have to fucking fight with myself and and uh, face. Uh, um, yeah, you kind of have to face it. I still have to face it every day, although it's not like a, uh, it's not a thing that is happening to me. Uh, I don't experience the the anxiety and and the negative thinking around it and the things that led me to it. Uh, I don't experience them on on a daily basis, but uh, I realize that it's that it's that it's there, you know, it's like, uh, and you just have to keep that in check, you know, and it's, uh, the process of, um, keeping that in check is, is a very nice grounding, um, self-exploratory, uh, process that, that, you know, um, uh, I'll probably be busy with the, the rest of my life, you know, and it's, uh, yeah, overcoming that, you know, also made me realize, you know, uh, how how fragile life is and how uh you know you really have to take care of things and you have to take care of yourself and all if you don't you know then all the other stuff really really doesn't matter you know wow wow man congrats bro and and yeah yeah it's man it was uh wow. it was uh it was it was heavy you know it was i really went to a dark place and uh you know, like the, this moment that I that I that I told you about about you know, re, like kind of I wasn't like contemplating suicide, but you know, I wasn't it wasn't that that bad. But I kind of I had this moment, like, man, I have to do everything to to just get out of this, you know, because if this gets worse, it's yeah, it's uh, I I did not want to I did not want to see that, you know. And um, yeah, on maybe to to. Because, for 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 example, what uh, makes me talking about anxiety, right? And um, I kind of challenged my anxiety recently with uh, a day of doing nothing, mm. 
and it's funny because every evening something crawls in like some, oh yeah something something you know like yeah this maybe feeling of word unworthiness because i haven't done uh nothing through the day in sense yeah of you know business or or yeah know, it's a tough one yeah i know that and yeah. your music life or, or whatever and it's so interesting and i'm like but i it's so nice that i can i at least i see it and i'm saying like to my girlfriend i'm like oh wow look it's here you know i feel yeah. i feel so yeah. weird now you know like i had a beautiful day we had a four-hour walk you know it was we talked and we laughed and played games and had a dinner blah 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 you know yet i feel something you know like like i have to i have to prove my worth of, yeah of existing. yeah man like, i totally i totally know what you're talking about and it's yeah it's something i struggle to with uh as well and it's funny that you say that because yesterday i had a free day for um, the first free day for a long time and i just decided that i'm gonna take it easy and uh, there were of course moments where i wanted to do work and but i really like i just said no it's just a day where i'm gonna chill um which i still find difficult i i like i i was talking to my to my girlfriend and asking her like you know what's what do people do to relax you know i like i don't i don't even know what like what what does that like what does that mean? And she's like, yeah, well, why don't you watch a movie? And I was like, yeah, but I watch a movie. I'm not, you know, I feel like I'm wasting time watching this movie, you know, like, it's like, I could be doing something. Uh... Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, I, 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 could... I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. And it's like, um, and you know, it's, I, I really had this, and then I didn't get this anxiety that that, that you're talking about that that I took a that I took a day off and I went to bed early and I had a good night's sleep, you know. And I was like, it was one of the the first times I must say that, uh, or one of the few times that I had this. I did not have this feeling that I really took this day off. I took it easy. I did not plan anything. I was just gonna see how things uh, roll out, you know. And uh, it was yeah, it was a one of the few times that I really felt. Uh, felt okay with that mm. and yeah it's um it's a challenge uh to 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 relax and for me what what help what helps me is making this decision like you know i'm gonna have this day off you know whatever and maybe yeah. plan some nice things with with your girlfriend or go visit your family or watch a movie even you you know just to force yourself to watch this movie or like go for a walk or plan just things that that are relaxing for you and make that decision to have decide kind of to have that day off you know that yeah. that kind of uh that kind of help I, I think that helps me you know just to yeah. um I, i'm really into planning also so i try to plan my days and i try to plan my uh, you know actually every every half an hour for me in the during the day is is, is planned you know and it's not like it's planned to do stuff but i mean i also plan okay for 25 minutes i'm just gonna stare on the couch uh on my phone you know but then when those 25 minutes is done i go do whatever i need to do or i plan you know to have a half hour uh uh break to go for a walk or maybe go to the to the coffee shop get a uh get a coffee you know uh and a little croissant whatever just to have a have a breather and i do that consciously and um that that helps me with this with this thing that you that you that you're talking about you know okay sunday is going to be free and uh and that's it
Yeah, I guess, it's hard. It's, hard. So it's also, I guess, like you said, you know, it's training this feeling of that it's okay. Yeah, right? yeah, to be okay that that you're not that that you're not doing, you know, and it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, or just meet with friends, you know, or something like that. It's it's really necessary, and I really have, you know, um, going going back to this to this Jordan Peterson thing where you had to plan. It's like really, uh, you write out. I have it in my in my little book uh the goals uh, that that you have for yourself you know and um make that very clear and one of the goals is like for me to to spend more time with my friends you know to have uh uh to to have a day off you know things like that and it's like kind of making that conscious and making it a decision has has helped me to kind of uh wind down on this on this kind of uh, this anxiety that you're talking uh, about, and that you're like, okay, yeah, we're 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 sitting here in this cafe, but it would be actually cool to get back home and 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 you know send some emails or whatever, or that, that you're on your phone with, uh, you know, when when it's when it's chill time, you're on your phone and checking if maybe you know, oh, maybe I sent something, a little message in between to somebody about a gig, uh, remind them about something, you know, and it's like really, mm, it's that that has been challenging, you know, and like just this keeping my phone off in the morning and also shutting it down in the evening after after 10 and uh, 10 o'clock is uh, has been extremely helpful and has been difficult for me uh, for many years, you know, because you're like, oh, shit, I'm going to miss out. I'm going to miss out on this gig. I could be doing stuff. I can tell you right now, you're not going to miss out on anything and your life will be <laughs> will be much, much better, you know, but I, I get it, man. It's uh, it's difficult for me to take it easy and 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 to relax and to kick back and not not do anything. But it's a switch, you know, that you have to. Uh, yeah. That I, anyways, uh, that that you have to kind of like go. Okay. Yeah. A pra- another yet another practice. <laughs> yeah, another thing to to practice, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> yeah, and um, to expand this one a little bit i have a question what what would be the most important lesson or quote or something that you you know that comes back that keeps coming back to you like that that you that you keep with yourself um you know on this path of life or a musician uh... Yeah, you know, like one of my favorite quotes um, that uh, that I have is, "You cannot do difficult things without them being difficult." Mm. And it's like, you know, we 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 kind of chose for quite a difficult uh, path, you know, and um, well, difficult. I don't know. For sure, very, very challenging and and uh, very challenging, but also very, uh, very rewarding, I find. And it's like, uh, yeah, it's like this this thing that that we, we touched upon a bit earlier that you think like, oh, this guy has it easier and that that, you know, that guy, for some reason, <laughs> it's easy for him or he got lucky with that or, yeah, I don't know, he has this money or somebody gave him this money and now he has it, you know, like all this type of thing. And it's just like it's difficult and it, it's it's really challenging. And it's like. If you want to push yourself, if you want to grow, if you want to step outside of or, or go further than than you are, it is like pushing a rock uh, up a hill, man. And that's you know, it's you're not you're not not gonna break out of sweat. You know, it's like you're not 
not going to fail. It's, it's, you know, the, the road is just paved with that. And, um, it's, it's just going to be difficult and things being difficult for me is the sign that you're on the right path, you know, because when things are not, not challenging, then, then it means you're, you're taking the easy routes, you know? And it's like, um, it's just a way that asserts me that, you know, it's, yeah, you 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 decided to do something difficult. Now now eat it. You know you cannot expect that it's gonna it's just gonna come come like this. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, beautiful. And like you said, you know, also um, a musician's life is also very specific. Can can be yeah that. yeah. It's um, very very. It's um, and you know the further. The further you get in life, uh, well, it's not that it, it becomes difficult, but it's, it, well, it does. It's, it becomes, yeah, it keeps getting more difficult because there are more, more and more different challenging challenges uh, arising. And it's, it's extremely difficult to uh, make a living. It's extremely time consuming to get anywhere. There's huge competition. Um, and basically, the chance of you being successful, whatever. Well, it also depends what it, what it means for you to be successful, right? But let's say um, let's say you success means that you um, I don't know you are making sufficient money and uh, money that will last you for the future, uh, that maybe you can have a family or build a house with, um, have a car and uh, be able to support your family, and let's say you might want to live a comfortable life and go on holidays uh, to uh, Portugal or whatever um, with doing the music, the really doing the music that you want to do and not, not playing jobs and, and weddings or, or whatever, man, to, to make that happen is, is close to impossible, you know, and uh, you have to be ready to fail and maybe we'll, you know, I, I am, uh you know i'm super happy with the stuff that i did and uh and how far i've come with music and uh I, it's like you know i also realized that maybe that's it you know maybe this i maybe i i'm at the highest point uh that i ever ever will be in my life and maybe this maybe it this is what it's going to be for you know till the end of my career to the end of my days or to the to the moment that i decide not to do it anymore and maybe i i won't excel and things won't get any better than 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 they are you know and it's like i'm not um I'm not in a bad place, you know. Uh, I, I managed to uh, put food on the table, and I have a roof, uh, a roof over my over the top of my head. But, you know, like if I think about uh, later years of my life, when maybe I won't be able to do this work, uh, or maybe you know, uh, I mean, something bad will anyways happen. It's it's you know you. <coughs> At some point, you will get sick. You won't be able to play that gig. Whatever you know, um, then it doesn't look so rosy. And it's like uh, it's daunting having this uh, hanging on, uh, you know, hanging on top of your heads. Um, so it's it's definitely. I wouldn't recommend this job to anybody. You know what I mean? I wouldn't. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't uh, tell my kids to go and uh, be a musician. You know, if I had kids. And if they would ask me, but uh, it's um, 
it's tough, you know, but I would recommend it if you really, really love it and you cannot do anything else, you know? It's like, it's also that, you know? It's like, I I cannot, I don't know what the hell I would do, you know? This is just, this is who I am, you know? It's become my life's path. This has become my my adventure and I'm, I'm going to see it through to the end, you know? And it's, uh, but all those other things, man, that's... Uh, yeah, you know, we we all struggle with that, and uh, and I haven't. Well, it's not that I I don't know musicians who who aren't successful in the sense that we've uh, we've spoken, uh, but there are a few, and there are a lot more who uh, for who it's it's yeah it's a it's a lifelong uh, grind, whatever struggle. I don't like to call it a struggle. It's just I mean, it's just yeah, it's a it's the grind, it's the hustle. That's that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes I also feel that if it weren't for the grind and if it weren't for the difficult stuff, I probably wouldn't be able to discover the gifts and the, you know, the the insights. And and look, you basically put yourself first, uh, you know, regarding of the situations and mm. and everything. And I I really always try to see it like that you know that that is just um yeah it's a this is a calling of yours you know like. that's it i mean that's that's what it is for me you know it's like um i just decided that i'm gonna do this you know and it's like i cannot i mean i i i want to quit this every, you know louis ck has this uh has this great uh uh do you know this com comedians louis ck yeah he has this spiel about he's talking about you know like every day i just wish i could leave my family you know it's like they're, they're just assholes the kids they're just fucking assholes you know and my wife she's just all the time in my ear man i would just i would just every day i just wish i could leave them but i can't because i love them you know and it's it's exactly the same thing for me you know it's like i I, I try to quit. I'm like every. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! I don't need this. Like every time there's some bullshit, which is every single day, it's like, oh my God, do I need this? Do I need to deal with this? You know, I, I could for sure find find a different way to 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 run my life, but it's like I cannot because this is just just who I am. You know, this is this is my calling and this is my path. And it's like, uh, what for me, what gets easier is dealing with the bullshit because there's so so much of it coming. And if you don't fight it, but you take it on in full stride, and when something arises, you're like, okay, let's deal with this now and so find a way to get through it. And it's that that's how you that's how you uh you know that's how you fall for, forward, as they say. Yeah. Wow. Wow, dear Wojtek, we yeah. about so many, so many topics. So I I know you for for a while but i think uh today i've got to know you uh even deeper and even better um thanks for sharing all oh yeah man my pleasure and thank you so much for uh for uh well thank you for first of all for making this uh podcast you know and taking that step it's something that i've been thinking about uh doing for myself uh for quite some time uh, as one of my um you know, as one of the things that I do. And uh, there's always some different stuff. And I know for me, it has been very, it's been di difficult to 
to do it and I've never done it and I hope to do it and seeing you do it uh, is is very inspiring and hopefully it will push me to get it started and uh, I hope to have you on my podcast uh, one day well, and uh, yeah thank you thank you for this and it's uh, I see the stuff that you're doing and I see that we're you know we're uh, we're all um you know, we're all on the same side of the stick, as I like to say, you know, we're just trying to put out music in the world and follow our, follow our muse, follow our calling and try to, you know, lead our lives in a, in a, in a nice way and uh, follow our passion and share that with the people. And it's, uh, man, I salute you and uh, what you are doing. And it's a pleasure talking to you, man, and getting to know you as well. And all these things that we talked about also off camera have been extremely insightful for me as well. So it's been a good day. Yeah, yeah. Thank thank you really uh, for your time and your energy again. And uh, on the last note uh, of the session, uh, where can people get to you? How can they follow you get to know more about uh Wojtek Justyna well um that's uh, a, a good question uh, b- best way is to go on the internet um because my name is uh quite a difficult probably quite a difficult name uh complicated for people to uh remember uh, but wojtekjustyna.com uh, is the place to go my band is called Trio written like the tree, like, you know, like a plant. So tree, T-R-E-E, and then O-H, like you're surprised, tree, O. If you type that into Google, you will only find stuff uh, about uh, my band and myself. And of course, Instagram is Wojtek Justyna, my strange name. Uh, Facebook is Wojtek Justyna Music. And um, YouTube is even more complicated. So... I got to work on those handles, but I think we'll put some uh, links uh, for people to click. I mean, if nobody nobody really writes, like you don't go in and write the email ad, you, you don't write www dot blah, blah, blah. You click your link, right? So we'll put those links up and then, uh, you know, I'm active on Instagram, uh, lots of music on Spotify and uh, all the info about tour dates uh, is on uh, the website uh facebook i'm all over the place uh, so if anybody's out there wants to say hi i would really appreciate that and then we'll say hi back yeah wonderful thank you again dear Wojtek. and yes thank you Miao. all the best to you and uh yeah i hope to catch you soon uh somewhere around the world exactly ciao If these topics are relevant to you, or if they happen to inspire or help you in any way, please do me a favor and take a few seconds to follow and rate this podcast. By doing so, you will directly help it grow. And if while listening to this episode, you realize that any of your friends might benefit from it, share it through your socials or with them directly. I'm your host, Michael Frustel. Thank you for listening. And until next time, I wish you a sound mind.